Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the WrestleTalk Podcast Wrestler of the Year Awards 2022. I am Luke Owen, D.A.D. I'm joined by Chopper P. Quinnell. Hi. And I'm joined by Oliver Davis. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me today for this very prestigious award ceremony that we have mm. here on the WrestleTalk Podcast channel slash WrestleTalk channel. This is our fifth Wrestler of the Year Awards. Uh, previous winners include 2017 Kazuchika Okada. He's all right. 2018 Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. All the Jap. This is before Tempest even joined. Yeah, <laughs> these uh, were basically just yours. Oh, so yours was in 2017. That was your Wrestler of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2018 was me, you, and Laurie deciding mm-hmm. between the three of us. And I was really pitching for Walter to win, and you overrode us and said Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, right decision that year. Mm. Uh, 2019 was again the same format, and it was Will Ospreay that mm-hmm. won that year. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. And then 2020 was when we switched things up, and we got website writers and wrestling influencers and the editors and everyone to pile in their nominations, and that is how we get our awards. 2020 was won by Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. and 2021 mm. was won by Brian Danielson. So those are yeah. previous wrestlers of the year. We had 34 nominations submitted, or 34 submitters. The way that it works is that they tell me their top five wrestlers of the year. The wrestler ranked number one gets five points. Wrestler number two gets four points, and so on. So I've got everyone's totals or scores totaled up. Uh, just missing out on the top 10 spaces. Mm. So I want to give a shout out to these because uh, joint 14th, was Becky Lynch and Jamie Hayter, and they got five points each, their nominations. And the only reason I wanted to make note of that is because they did get more nominations than Mike Bailey, Logan Paul, Dustin Rhodes, and LJ Cleary, who all got five points from one top-level nomination. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so Dustin Rhodes, with his obligatory da- five points every it's, year. Yeah. It's Dan. Yeah, He's that been injured Dan. most of the year. <laughs> Wrestler of the year, though. Yeah, and Mike Bailey was Tempest. Yep. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's been is, fantastic. Which is yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, it is. Penta L0M came in 13th with uh, six points. 
Cody Rhodes came 12th mm-hmm. with 10 points. Yeah, but it was hardly... You know, he had what? He had features. the great ladder match with Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Then he put himself through a flaming table. I think that was this year. And then... Yeah, it was, yeah, right? Was that was his last match, I think. Was it? No. no. I think that might have been last year. Was it? Against yeah. Andrade? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Uh, and then that Seth... Well, he had the two Seth Rollins matches. Three Seth Rollins matches. Three Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins matches. Including the Hell in a Cell one. Yes. Which by everyone's estimations, was a banger. With the purple titty. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, Also missing out on the top 10 with 15 points, Dax Harwood. Oh, Mm. he should have been in there. I thought he was going to be in the top 10 for sure. Yeah. Is that because were people voting for Dax and FTR? No, it was purely Dax Harwood was getting the nominations. There were no Cash Wheeler or FTR noms. It was just purely Dax. I think I voted for FTR. Well, you shouldn't have done because it does say on the form that... uh, Wrestlers, single wrestlers. Are, single wrestlers. <laughs> I think I might have just given your points yeah. to Dax. Um, but yeah, I it thought, was for cash. <laughs> I thought he was going to make in, and I think he would have done had he got more TV time. Because mm-hmm. like he was off, t- they were off TV for ages. Mm-hmm. They just weren't being booked in tag. That's why he cut that promo. Royal Quest being like, "Hey Tony, book us, book me." Yeah. Excellent matches there against. Oh yeah, uh, Adam Cole was mm-hmm. CM Punk against Cash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, Owen Hart tournament match. Yeah. It's worth it. So into the top 10 we go. Oof. In 10th place, with 17 points across six nominations and one top level nomination, last year's number one, Oof. Brian Danielson, falls to 10th place. He's I started the year off great with mm-hmm. that uh, match against Hangman, mm-hmm. but then a match against Moxley, matches against Jericho. But he's just not had that main storyline for himself. I think the JAS, the never-ending JAS mm. Blackpool Combat Club feud hurt him. Not having the Zack Sabre Jr. match at mm-hmm. Forbidden Door, I think, hurt his chances as well. He was off TV for a little bit. And you're right, Like I think that being his only story he's had this year has really hurt him in the nominations. He's still just as good a wrestler as he was before. He's just not been featured as prominently. Yeah. Therefore, it's lower nominations. It makes sense. To me, though, that's a significantly dropped ball by AW. Mm. He oh. came in at the came in hottest thing in wrestling at Dude, the end when, of August. When September. we get when we get to the end of this, boy have I got some stats that are mm. not that are not shining of all elite oh, yeah. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> in ninth position with 20 points across five nominations and one top level, returning to the top ten, he was tenth in 2020, Chris Jericho. One of the best years of his career, if not the best year. I think so. I think he's had an a amazing year in 2022. I, we, I've been saying on the content club, I think he was going to do really well in nominations this mm. year because he, particularly after Brawl Out, felt like it was his mission to go out and just have the best TV match every week. Mm-hmm. The start of the JS faction, great idea. The um, The whole Ring of Honor, I'm going to destroy each one of them. Fantastic storyline. Probably like the best thing in AEW when that started. But during that time also, he was having the best match every week on AEW TV. That Ishii match, mm. the Dalton Castle match, the Claudio matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think the Kingston match at the Revolution. Kingston, yeah. The Kingston, Kingston match. Kingston at Revolution. Right that, at that was going to be my thing. Year. Yeah, right at the start of the year. Because that, I think, was one of the better matches, or at least the most like memorable mm. stories of the year that AEW have done. Huge culmination, huge babyface win for Kingston. That is a, a great match. Yeah. And Blood and Guts itself, which mm. he was a part of, yeah. was also fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, just Anarchy the, in the Arena. Yeah, Anarchy in the Arena was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Uh, up next, in joint seventh place 
both earning themselves 24 points each. Uh, so I'll read them out individually. Will Ospreay and Bianca Belair. Mm. Oh, okay. So Will Ospreay got eight nominations, two of which were top uh, top level. This is the first time he's been in the top 10 since he won it <laughs> in uh, 2019. Uh, and Bianca Belair got 10 nominations, one of which was top level. And she's fallen from fifth in last year's rankings. Yeah, I, I mean, Bianca Belair, unfortunately, just doesn't inspire me much at the moment. I think she's a one-dimensional character. I don't think her matches have been blow away good. But she's held so, the championship the all year. Aside from the Becky match at WrestleMania. That was a great I match. I think that yeah. was a really great match. But I think that's probably, I think that's arguably her only great match yeah. this year. And the rest have been like, she's good. She's a consistent good. She I is always consistently year. good. Yeah. What is this? Uh, PWI 500 is a kayfabe <laughs> list. So I had to, I had to remember <laughs> what it was called. <laughs> yeah, she's been champion for most of the year. Always yeah. featured on Raw. And it was always like a very reliable hand yes. on Raw as well, I would sure. say. And I think that might be why she's fallen from fifth from mm -hmm. last year's rankings um, to seventh this year. Osprey, though, fantastic year. Like, I haven't seen all his matches because he has them all the time. So but many. He's, he's been having five-star matches at your local indie every week. Yeah. Like, I don't think Meltzer was saying no one has had a more consistently high-quality run over such an intense period of time as Osprey ever in the history of wrestling. And he's number seven joint with Bianca Belair. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when the, when the, when it, before this got all mid and you let everyone else in, he was topping the years. He, well, I mean, here's some stats for you. Will Osprey uh, in 2020 earned nine points and in 2021 earned five points. So this is his best year he's had since we've started this new way of doing things. Well, he was also didn't get to do a great deal in mm -hmm. Japan. It, it's probably because of the AEW exposure. I think that's what I think a lot of this is. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think that's why these these nominations as a whole and these awards are obviously very heavily weighted towards WWE and AEW because people haven't seen everything in the world of wrestling. Yeah, which is why we open it out so it's, it's not just us, it's the website writers, it's our editors, it's wrestling influencers mm. uh, across the board as well that we have to submit things to them. So we try to get a nice breadth of people getting across because otherwise it can get a bit sort of focused. And... Insular. Yeah. Well, it was it was a card of Tanahashi and Will Ospreay. The first three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just when, it was, when it was like, well, <laughs> yeah. New Japan was at its hottest as well. Sure so was. it may make sense that they were going to be the ones who were winning things. Uh, at number six, not only their debut in the, uh, this is their debut in the top 10. In 2020, they earned one point. In 2021, they earned three points. This year, they have earned 25 points across eight nominations, three of which top level, Seth freaking Rollins. Again, a guy, a lot like Bianca Belair, is a consistently good guy to mm. have on the WWE roster. I actually said this on the, the Raw podcast that you and I did a few weeks back, that I think he does WWE main event babyface, uh, that babyface style better than anyone else in the company. And he's also had a frigging great heel run this mm. year. I think he's been great with promos. He is the most over person on that Raw roster. And the crowd have organically gotten into that theme song and have made that part of his aura and his presentation. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't like this, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really had a chance to say because I've not been on the Raw podcast, but just doesn't do doesn't do anything for me. I really enjoyed cult leader Seth. Um, when a lot of people didn't, I thought that was a. This is just he's just a laugh. He's just this. 
it doesn't sell things enough for me. In ring wrestling is fantastic, obviously, but he's that he's always been like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I I I wouldn't put him up this high. I wouldn't even have him on the, in my top ten. Pete, I think he's good. I like him. He had a great match with Reigns at the Rumble, and had a great match with Cody at Hell in a Cell. Uh, he also had a fight pit match, which you know, I didn't like. I didn't love the fight pit. Yeah, it was, it was okay. It was it okay. Was, it was it was fine. Um, I think this, the feeding with Cody, I thought the three matches that they had, all three of them were brilliantly different. And uh, you're right, that Reigns match, I mm. think it was an awesome, awesome match. It was, a, it, was, it was the first time in ages that it felt like there was a chink in the Roman armor. Absolutely. There was, and that there was, was a, a lot difference. That was, yeah, exactly. And I think, so for me, like the reason why Seth's done so well in the nominations this year has not just been his in-ring work. He has had been consistently great on TV mm. every single week and has gone from feud to feud to feud, which has felt like, really good tv this may not have been like the best stuff that wwe have done this year although i thought the roman reigns feud was great and the cody stuff was really good as well just slightly dragged out he has been one of the most consistent parts of wwe tv this year for me If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, in fifth place, not only their debut in the top 10, it's the first time he's been nominated since we started this new version of wow. this. In fact, it's the first time he's featured in a top 10 list, in the, an end of year list, with 31 points across 10 nominations, two of which were top level, Seamus. Yes, that is fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I'm behind that. And absolutely stellar year for yeah. Shamo this year. And you, you've got to love it as well. Like, it's, I'm really pleased that he's got to have this year. And I think actually the start, this for me is that actually it's a second half of the year thing. Because one, you know, the brawling brutes were a bit of a punchline joke on SmackDown mm. because it was Butch doing the scrappy do thing mm-hmm. and Rich Holland wearing a hat. And we're like, oh, this is. The, the good old fashioned Donnybrook, and you're like, oh, actually, this feels like really hackneyed and quite rubbish. I and I've, I haven't said this because I did the SmackDown podcast. Mm. Michael Cole screaming "Fight Night" is worse than Boss Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's way worse than Boss Time, uh, and I don't think that people were really into the act. But since Triple H has taken over creative, I think Sheamus has done nothing but banger after banger after banger, and he has been not just consistently great on TV; he's been consistently awesome on TV. Great promos, great matches, great presentation. I think this has been a great second half of the year for Sheamus. Absolutely, and, and I think the, like you said, the initial start of the Brawling Brutes was a bit like, oh, this is a bit bad. But once, it was essentially when he started turning babyface a little bit. When he, when the Brawling Brutes actually just got to go out and just fight and just be physical, because I think we already had teases of us starting to like Sheamus when he had his feuds with like Drew McIntyre. We were like, oh, these matches are really, really cool. And then we just kind of did that. And then it was like, here's Gunther. And we go, mm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and instantly, even though like he didn't have like any huge standout performances from, from earlier in the year, and it wasn't necessarily built to all that great, we just said, you want to see these two fight? We went, yes. And then it was amazing. It was honestly my match of the year was yeah. Gunther Sheamus at Clash of the Castle. Yeah, the, the Sheamus has been an interesting one because when he first won the title and everything in the early teens, it was too soon. His character was never right. He was either like a one-dimensional babyface or a bit of a bully. But this he's really had a proper renaissance mm. in the last couple of years that started with that Drew feud, which was one of the best things on in, in wrestling uh, on Raw in the Thunderdome era. Those matches, they, they're fantastic. So it's nice to see that he's been allowed to be the badass, older Sheamus we now know he could be. And I think we should make the most of it because I don't think he's got long left in the ring. He's always talking about how beaten up he is. Mm -hmm. I I just feel like he's, you know, he's going to be one of those guys who retires early before Mm -hmm. that time. So, yeah, that and Gunther Sheamus was so special. Uh, Gunther, I'm just going to say now, not in the top 10. In fact, Gunther only got four points. Uh, across nominations this year, which okay. I was really surprised about. I mm. really thought he would do better. Hopefully next year will be easier, especially yeah, if some of the rumours of like him versus Lesnar yeah. at Mania. Oh, <laughs> I, I think he's started so well on the roster, though. Yeah. I see title reign is great, and he's always having great matches on TV. Anytime he has a match, you're like, this is wonderful. This yeah. is great. 
He is someone who benefited from McMahon going. Yeah, one hundred percent. Who benefited more? Out of Gunther and Sheamus? No, out of uh, the whole WWE roster from McMahon leaving. Obviously, Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fans. Yeah, um, but in I mean, terms yeah, of wrestlers, in terms of wrestlers, yeah, you're right. Because I think Sheamus was always going to have a decent run because he's been there for so long. Yeah. yeah. But Gunther, like the report was, the McMahon was done with him. Yeah. McMahon was ready to just like bury him on TV, mm-hmm. especially after send the, him back to NXT. Send him back to NXT, particularly after that July Fourth thing mm-hmm. he did with our truth. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, done with him. Not not going to push him at all now." So yeah, he's benefited massively from Vince going. Yeah. Yeah. In fourth place, with 35 points across 10 nominations, two of which were top level, climbing from 10th the previous year, the current AEW world champion, MJF. Mm. Which is interesting as well, because again, gone for quite a large chunk of the early half of the year. But when he was around, he's always the focus of everything Mm. and so good. His feud with CM Punk is so good. That's what I think a lot. So you've got the stuff with CM Punk at the start of this year, the Mm -hmm. the revolution match. Yep. Then you've got all the drama that came out around Double or Nothing and then he came back the Casino Ladder match, which I don't think people particularly loved. But a lot of people did. But a lot of people (laughs) did like the stuff he was doing with Moxley and Regal Mm -hmm. and now end of the year as champion. I think yep. he's done a lot of wonders for him. Also, I think he's had really good matches in the in the meantime and all of that. How many matches? Well, the Punk match and the Moxley match. He's had two Punk matches. He had the Wardlow match. He had mm-hmm. the Moxley match. He just had the Starks match as we're recording this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he lost to Sean Dean. He's had six matches. That's, that's what MJF does. And it's mind-blowing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, and, and that Wardlow match was just him being squashed, so yeah. it wasn't long. Um, yeah, he's such a smart performer. He's he's so beyond his years that he can have so much of an impact with that little in ring time. Mm-hmm. I was when I was watching the the Ricky Starks title match. Yeah, that real reminder was like, oh, every because he doesn't wrestle often. When he does wrestle, you're like, oh yeah, he's really good. It's like a <laughs> reminder every single time. You're like, oh yeah, no, he's one of these a really good wrestler. Yeah. Because you do worry, oh, he's just, he's the Miz. He can talk really, <laughs> yeah. oh no, he can wrestle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic, well-deserved. He's the AW World Champion and next year will be his year. Maybe he'll be number one next year. Maybe. I think he might do really well next year. Yeah. Speaking of doing really well, this is uh, their third year in the top 10, second year in a row, placing third with 45 points across 16 nominations, one of which was top level. The current Universal Champion, Ooh. Roman Reigns. Okay. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. Roman going more part-time. I think the caliber of his matches are very good. Whenever Reigns wrestles, it's very good. I think the stuff that's surrounding him mm. might be better than Reigns. <laughs> yeah. I, I think all the stories involving the bloodline surrounding Reigns are really good. And I think when Reigns is on TV, he is very good. His natural like charisma and his backstage things he's had on SmackDown are absolutely amazing. And his in-ring wrestling is undeniably very good. Maybe he does deserve the spot, you know? I'm talking I, myself out of it now. I, I think he does. So when I was watching SmackDown at home a couple of weeks back, I know it wasn't SmackDown, it was um, Survivor Series when I was watching that before mm. me and Ollie came in to review the show. My wife was in the room during one of the backstage segments. And she turned to me and said, he's the only good actor in wrestling. Because <laughs> she thinks the backstage segments in WWE yeah. and AEW yeah. are really stilted. She finds promos very funny mm. because it is people doing like play acting tough. Yes. She, I swear she can't stand John Moxley because she's like, 
I can see through the performance. But Roman Reigns, she she says like he's the only good actor in this wrestling thing that you enjoy. Mm. And for me, Roman this year again, a guy who's benefits massively, I think, from uh, Vince going and Triple H taking over massively, so. massively so. I think he's. It's been all character work this year, particularly yep. in the second half. All the bloodline stuff is the best thing in the company, and the work he's doing with Sammy, with Jay, with Solo, and Heyman. I think it's amazing. And then I think he's having the better matches now mm-hmm. than he was two years ago. The match with Logan Paul, I thought was awesome. I thought mm-hmm. the match he had with Seth was great. Yep. The, I really enjoyed War Games. Mm-hmm. I, this, for me, I think has been a really good year for Roman. I cannot believe this after WrestleMania because, you know, the, yeah. we were like, oh, there's, God. There's, they're going to, the, the Lesnar match, no one cared about it. And then they, put both belts on him and you're like well this isn't gonna last mm-hmm. and then you hear he's going part-time like how can you do that to the company so for him to be currently so beloved mm-hmm. despite all of those things we have been taught to hate over the last five years part-time champions consolidating the belts away from brands that need it pushing uh, roman pushing roman, roman wins lol uh it, but he's he he is perfect in his role is staggering i don't think there's anyone else who feels so big a star Mm -hmm. he feels like the big boss all the time like if you look in AEW, mjf's fantastic kenny omega always gets cheered chris jericho is a rape is the demo god but roman is like he feels like he's on a another level he is almost he's in, he's in godle mode yeah he's, he's <laughs> on a different level mode and that is all down to the presentation of him more yeah. than yes. the in ring work or the promos it's it's using him sparingly i think we also forget as well the brock match happened again at SummerSlam. sure did that was a forklift and it was a for- and when that was announced it was the we all had a massive collective groan mm-hmm. of oh again because yep. the whole point of wrestlemania was this is the last time we're doing it and then vince was like Lol, I've got nothing else. We'll do <laughs> we'll do Brock again. Yeah. The whole setup of that feud was just, eh, we'll do this again, shall we? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You haven't Roman said, I've beaten everyone. Brock came out and said, You haven't beaten me. I was like, You did. <laughs> just a few months ago, in fact. <laughs> but now I've got a digger. Uh so Roman Reigns got 45 points mm. in second place with 71 points. Woo-hoo-hoo! So that's quite a jump up there. Yeah. Not only their debut in the top 10. The first time they've ever been nominated since we did the new thing in 2020. It's got me. 19 nominations, seven top-level nominations. Mm-hmm. Sammy There it is. Zane. Oh! Yes! <laughs> yes! My top wrestler of the year. Yeah, Sami Zayn. Uh, and a lot. Well, as I said, there's seven top-level nominations in the 19 that he received overall. So good. That was number two. That was number two. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a I second. I thought you were setting up for who I thought. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into who is number one in, in just a moment. Mm. But it's, it's interesting, because we were talking about this on our, our Patreon show that we do behind the scenes, mm. where you were saying, oh, that, like, because me and Pete were being like, oh, yeah, Sammy's had this great year. And you were like, well, I don't know if it has been like this stellar year that it's been. But I think that he is, he's the most over baby face in WWE. And Recently, he's a heel, yeah. and he's a heel. In the last three months, he's that. Yeah, but I think he's. Ha- but I think it's also from all the stuff he's done earlier in the year, the Johnny Knoxville stuff during January, like all the stuff he was doing outside of WWE to make that feud work was all Sami Zayn. That was not WWE. That was all Sami. And from the Johnny Knoxville stuff, he goes basically straight into the Bloodline storyline. So that basically is two things he's done this year that people have loved. I think he's had a much better year 
than than you're perhaps giving him credit for. I, I, he's had a great year. I love his character. It's yeah, he really is like one of the most empathetic storylines, characters, whatever in wrestling right now. He's not top five for me. I can't. I can't point to a single match. Oh yeah, apart from the Jackass one. But I do not <laughs> consider. Yeah, War Games. War Games was good, but it was more of an angle. And actually, that wasn't a great match. It was a great emotional delivery and finish at the end. But it's it's weird to have someone. And I'm not. I'm not saying. It, to me, like if you look at other wrestlers who've won this in the past or are in mm-hmm. the top five, because mm-hmm. I think by the time you get to top five, you have to be ticking all the boxes. We just talked about MJF. He's wrestled very few, but the matches he has had have been outstanding. Sami Zayn is borderline valet because he's he's more of just a character who performs in these in-ring segments. And, that, and so for me, I, I couldn't put him anywhere close to my top five because he doesn't satisfy the biggest part, which is you also have to have several freaking fantastic matches. Uh, he's had all of his good matches on TV. Like he hasn't yes. had the big pay-per-view mm. performance, but he's been having lots of really good matches on TV. I, anecdotally speaking, I would say for Sammy, and I'm when I saw, you know, I'm looking at stats and stuff that we have for the podcast, videos that are Sammy led do way better mm. than a lot of other wrestlers that we, you know, might often lead with. So when we do the SmackDown shows, we've almost been like almost fall, fallen trap being like, okay, well, what can we say about Sammy this week? Because that is what wrestling fans want to talk about right now. And I think that is what has really helped Sammy in the nominations this year, is that he is the thing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you're talking about MJF is going to do really well next year. I think Sammy's going to do really well in the nominations next year. If he can have the year that everyone thinks he's going to have, you know, there are people talking about he should be champion next mm. year. I think he is going to do really well nominations. Yeah. I mean, I, I've spoken about Sammy extensively uh, <laughs> doing the, the SmackDown podcast. I love everything he's doing. And I think the the difference in opinion, I totally get the, the, the stance that you're coming from. For me, what makes someone a top wrestler of the year is how much do I want to see them? And I want to see Sammy every week i want to see every tiny little thing that sammy's involved in i that is the moment i see that sammy's on my screen i'm like a meerkat i'm like i'm paying attention now it is the most captivating wrestling television that i have watched maybe ever is the the sammy bloodline story and that's why he's my recipe because i think that he's surrounded by people that make him better the jayuso performances the solo performances the roman reigns performances they're all great and they help sammy be better for me sammy has taken what could have been a very bad story Mm. and something that could have just fizzled out after a few weeks and just been like, no, you're not joining the bloodline. Give him a spear. And Sammy goes off and does nothing. And he's taken it and made it into something incredible that we all want to see this massive payoff to. And we all want to see him now dethrone Roman Reigns, not through in-ring work and not through getting, uh, but, but through like angles and through backstage segments and promos, which is so like unusual Mm. for WWE that this is just, it, 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 it's exactly the kind of wrestling that I want to watch. Particularly in, particularly in a work rate era of yes. wrestling that we're in. For someone to basically get into the second position on our nominations through almost backstage work yeah. and, and like angles alone. It's genuinely. Because it's backstage epi- segments are so yeah. good. It's, an, it's a story told through episodic programming more than in-ring wrestling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'll vote for Don Callis next year. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, on to your point, uh, the last thing I would add on that, when he, there's a graphic of him on Raw, I'm instantly like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to see that segment. But 
our number one wrestler for this year. Returning to the top 10 after missing out last year, knocks off Brian Danielson to win the WrestleTalk Wrestler of the Year 2022. Sami Zayn got 71 points. This wrestler got 94 points. Wow. 24 of our 34 submitters nominated for uh, this wrestler, 11 of those had him as their top wrestler of the year. John Moxley yeah. is the yeah. WrestleTalk 2022 Wrestler of the Year. And I don't think you can argue against it massively because what a year John Moxley has had. You talk about a guy who's mm. carried a company on his back mm. for all of the year, considering everything that's gone on. It's John Moxley. Yeah. I think he he was handed the interim title run was something that could have been very... And I mean, it kind of ended up being very like filler. And it's just like, you're holding the title until Punk come, comes back. We don't really need you to do much. But every single week, Moxie was wrestling and having a great match every single time. And it made that interim title run feel important in a time where the belt d might not have felt important. It's called interim. Yeah, like <laughs> there, was, there was every chance that he would have just felt like the guy that was holding the belt until Punk came back. Yeah. And then Punk just wins the belt and just move on to the next thing. But no, I completely agree with him. Moxley made the interim title feel like the actual world championship, which is what it's supposed to feel like. It's mm -hmm. supposed to still feel like the top title. And I think Moxley did that every single week on television. Yeah. I think I think he certainly tried. I don't think AEW did. Uh, the, the standout stuff for me with Moxley is early... Blackpool Combat Club, mm -hmm. the Takeshita match, the Wheelie Yuta match, which probably is one of the better matches of the whole year. God, yeah. um, I, I, he he is the winner, but when when you said it, John Moxley, we went, oh yeah, fair play, as opposed to yes, come on. And I think that's that there is an argument. Say, sorry, I'm so down and negative all the time. I might have only had that reaction because I knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think we both did as well. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that was my expectation. I was like, number one, John Moxley. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but if it was Sami Zayn, you'd be like, oh, yes, come yeah. on. Yeah, because I voted for Sami Zayn as my yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted I, him to be high. I just feel, and you know, Moxley, so much respect to him for continually being there for the company and behaving so professionally. I, I, I always, I didn't realize that positive masculinity could be such a thing. And I think he encapsulates it. Like genuinely look up to the guy, right? But I think this is an award more through diligence than through standout performance. I think he's had, like Jericho, great matches on TV when he was champion. I think the stuff that he was doing with Punk, I thought, you know, the Punk squash match, I, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I loved it. And I, I thought it was really, really great. And I loved the match that they had it all out as well. And I think that Moxley has been a consistently great wrestler throughout this year. Maybe not having five-star matches, but he's been having four, four-and-a-half-star matches. And he was doing that on TV. He was doing that when the company really needed that guy. He was there to do it. And I, yeah, maybe you're right. Like It is through diligence more than anything. But for me, like that is more than enough reason to have him. Because I think I, might have, I was one of the nominators that gave him the full five mm -hmm. points. Because mm -hmm. I think that he has more than earned the wrestler of the year this year. I mean, I, I don't want to agenda it but the fact that cm punk isn't on this list at all uh makes i, I don't think you can for, well for me i don't discount people's whole you know eight months of work based on one thing they would do i would put cm punk definitely in the 
top five. Punk got three points, and I think yeah. those three points I, came from you. Yeah, I, and I think obviously no one voted for him because of stuff that happened outside of the kayfabe verse, which is you know if if that's the parameters you take in, that's those aren't the parameters I take in. I take in I think that MJF he was fantastic. I think the the Hangman Page stuff was good. Yeah, he was injured, but you know he was part of your favorite. Moxley match bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut a hell of a promo after all out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for me, the reason that Mox is, is so it's kind of the, the opposite of uh, MGF, where MGF has had like six matches all mm. year and all of them have been incredible. I think Moxie has had a really high caliber of match all the time. It is just mm. like four, four stars or better for the whole year. That was part of his Every single week. Bang on, bang on, yeah. bang on. And I think the, the sheer number of times that he's done that has made people go like, damn, this guy's incredible. I So that argument, I think there are other people far more deserving of the consistent consistent high in quality in ring work. To me, it does feel a bit like a when you said the opposite of MJF, mm. I think he's actually, he's the opposite of CM Punk. He's the ultimate professional. He's so respected. He's done an incredible job for AEW this year. It's a... Yeah, maybe that's it. The two people have gone for that rather than sort of more of a flash of brilliance. I think the other thing that would have hurt Punk uh, in the racing in, in the nominations isn't just the brawl out stuff, but actually, you know, he didn't wrestle a lot this year. Yeah, the injuries. Yeah, he had the mm. injuries, and then when he came back, he had two matches, and then he had the brawl out thing. So, like, you know, if you look at that first half of the year, it's the MJF run, and then he's injured. It was five months. No, oh, no, because they I don't, that was stuffed so, up. Well, it was double done, or nothing. No, it was done. It was done by Revolution because then he started the feud with Page, the Hangman Page, which people didn't particularly like, mm-hmm. and then people didn't really like the Page feud. And then he's injured. Then he's gone. He comes back, has a squash match. Well, loses squash match to Moxley. Then has the match all out, and then he's gone. So really, it is like it's concentrated two months where people were really into Punk, and I don't think people were then into him uh, into him as much afterwards. I think that might be what's hurt him as well as all of the brawl out stuff. It's definitely the brawl out stuff. Oh, I think that is certainly a factor, yeah. but I also think <laughs> him only having two strong months in a, in a calendar year. Because if you take out the brawl out stuff, mm-hmm. he's in the top five easy. For, for just those two months? Well, it'd be, it'd be champion. He would have been on TV more. He would have had, an MG, he would have had the second half of the MJF. Yeah, that's true, he would yeah. have done much better. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that also came. You know, he'd have been on TV and wrestling. So yeah, there it is. So that is uh, Brian Danielson at number ten, Jericho at number nine, Will Ospreay and Bianca Belair tied at number seven, Seth Rollins at sixth, Sheamus at fifth, MJF in fourth, Roman Reigns third, Sami Zayn second, and the 2022 Wrestler of the Year awards goes to. John Moxley, congratulations to you. Thank you all so much for the nominations. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please let us know in the comments down below, who would you have had as your Wrestler of the Year 2022? What do you think of our list as well? If you've made it this far, please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well. And we will see you in the new year. We've got more content like this coming up. We've actually got awards for best match, best pay-per-view, the worst match and Uh worst pay-per-view awards as well. So if, like Ollie Davis, you want to see CM Punk more in these lists, tune in for the worst match of the year. And the best ones! (laughs) And the best videos! (laughs) We'll see you then. Those will be going up all across the next couple of weeks. Punk was right! (laughs) I have been Luke and D.A.D. That has been Jobber B. Quinnell. That has been Ollie Davis. Jam that jam!
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.